Welcome, welcome to the Ready to Wander podcast hosted by Sydney Brienne. This is a podcast where I encourage you to chase your dreams and we chat about all things business, photography, travel, adventure, and of course, living and experiencing more life outdoors. So what do you say? Are you ready to wander? Hey, 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 welcome back to the Ready to Wander podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Brienne, and I'm so excited for today's episode because it's the first episode of the Wander With Me series where I chat about where I have been, tips for traveling there, and tell you all about my itineraries and must-sees and must-dos in the area. For our first Wander With Me episode, I'm taking you all the way to Washington State to Mount Rainier and Olympic National Parks. This is arguably one of our top three trips to date simply because we rented a van and had a ton of freedom living on the road for a week. We love to tent camp, but especially in rainy Washington, it was nice to have a dry bed inside of a car after hiking all day. So let's jump into it. Where did we go and when? First, we flew into Seattle, Washington, and then traveled the Olympic Peninsula and also to Mount Rainier. We did this trip at the end of April 2022, and we kind of chose this location on a whim because we had plane tickets to use up from COVID cancellations. And I would say we loved this trip and all that we did, but we did feel like we missed out on a few of the adventures we would have done in the national parks because of the snow that was still lingering in the higher elevations. We knew going into this trip, um, since it was spring, that we really wouldn't be able to do everything we wanted to do, but it really just made us want to plan a trip in the summer and now we can't wait to go back one day. Even though we loved our spring trip, I would highly recommend sometime June through October to visit, especially Mount Rainier National Park, even maybe not until July if you're wanting to do the high alpine hiking like we would have liked to do. But even though it was spring, the Olympic Peninsula was absolutely stunning. Um, With the rain, it kind of made it moody. There was tons of moss in the forests, and that's pretty typical, but we loved the Olympic Peninsula even in the spring. So I would for sure recommend summer in Mount Rainier and really anytime in Olympic National Park. So how did we get around and where did we stay? We actually rented a camper van for the week through Escape Camper Vans. I had seen their posts on Instagram and I was kind of hesitant because I've always seen the posts of like people going to festivals with them and there are these wild colors on the outside. But They actually have really great reviews, especially the Seattle location. And so we just went for it. And this was the most expensive part of the trip. We paid around $1,100 for seven days in the van. While we had the van, we camped the entire time and we loved a lot of our campsites. We didn't do any crazy boondocking or free camping. And I did my best to go on in advance to find sites. But since it wasn't tourist season, A lot of camping was first come, first served, and we loved having our rental car and lodging in one. It was honestly really convenient and cozy, and I get the pull to convert a van to a camper van. After picking up our van in Seattle, we started our way toward the Olympic Peninsula. And so our first night in the van was spent at a stunning campsite right on the ocean. The campground was, I think, $15 or $20 a night, and it was called Kaleilok. I think I'm saying that right. Kaleilok Campground near the popular Ruby Beach. This campground was so stunning and since it was right on the beach, we went for beach walks and climbed on massive driftwood logs and took photos and found shells. We literally could hear the waves as we drifted off to sleep and it was gorgeous. 
We did a lot in the Ho rainforest the next day and ended up passing through Forks, Washington, where Twilight was based, which we had no idea. We're not Twilight fans. Um, so that was kind of funny to see. And so we passed through Forks and then we stayed at Solduck Hot Spring Resort. The campsite was nestled in the trees and surrounded by moss. And I really love this one. And we do tend to move around a lot when we camp. So the next night we drove to Port Angeles, Washington and stayed at the KOA there. Ethan and I are suckers for KOAs, even if they're a bit more spendy for campsites, just because they have reliable bathrooms and usually nice properties with pools or hot tubs. So if we are kind of in a pinch and there's no really cool campgrounds around, we'll usually go for a KOA. And so we stayed at the KOA for two nights. And then after exploring Port Angeles and Hurricane Ridge for two days, we headed to our next campsite near Mount Rainier National Park. And we stayed in Mineral, Washington at the Elk Camp campground for three nights. This place was so cute, owned by the sweetest couple. And there's an amazing camp store with local makers art and products. And we loved the quiet family atmosphere here and how close we were to the park. We were really just nestled in the trees. And of course, it was rainy and drizzly the entire time. And we had a lot of coverage from the trees at our campsite and we had a fire every night and it was the coziest little campground and we would definitely go back again. So overall, our campsites were wins on this trip and I think we would stay everywhere again. And now I know a lot of people are foodies here. We are not, but we like to travel cheap. So what did we eat while we were traveling in a van? Again, we aren't really foodies, which means we sacrifice eating out when we travel, especially when we camp. We spent the week in Washington stocking up at grocery stores and cooking things like pasta, sandwiches, and hot dogs. We are a sucker for a good camp hot dog. But the one restaurant I did have to highlight is in Seattle. When we landed the night before picking up the camper van, we decided to go out for seafood because that is our favorite food, especially when on the coast. And we ended up going to a restaurant called Wally's Chowder House. It was actually right near the hotel and it was so good. And we both got a variety of fresh seafood like scallops, halibut, cod, and shrimp. So if you are a seafood person, definitely check out Wally's Chowder House in Seattle. We also stopped at a little cafe near Mount Rainier called Copper Creek Inn. We had burgers and their famous blackberry pie and it was so, so good. I think we actually stopped there twice because in and out of the park, it was like one of the only things open. And it actually ended up working in our favor because it was so good. Now I'm going to talk about our overall itinerary. So our overall itinerary for eight days, seven being in the van, looked something like this. So if you are trying to plan a trip to Mount Rainier or the Olympic Peninsula, your itinerary could look something like this. Keep in mind, we were there in the spring. So this is what our spring itinerary looked like traveling the Olympic Peninsula and Mount Rainier. Day one was a travel day to Seattle, so we stayed in a hotel and ate seafood at Wally's. Day two, we picked up the van at Escape Camper Vans and made our way toward the Olympic Peninsula. We stopped at a grocery store just to get something for the night and then set up camp near Ruby Beach at Kalela Campground, which was arguably our favorite campsite of the week and we we're bummed we didn't have more time there. Day three, I had a sunrise photo session at Ruby Beach and then we went to the whole rainforest to do a little hike. We hiked on the Spruce Nature Trail. It was a short hike, but covered in moss, and it was so stunning. And we made lunch there, and then we made our way to Forks, Washington to stop at a grocery store to stock up for the whole week. 
and then made our way to Solduck Hot Spring Resort. We hiked to Solduck Falls that night and then went to the hot springs. And that was such a welcome, like, reprieve from camping. Like, we were able to just soak in the hot springs and it was drizzly out. So it was kind of cold. So it was super fun. Highly recommend. Day four, we did a longer hike near Solduck Hot Springs called Mink Lake. It was around seven miles, 1400 feet of elevation, and it was rainy. So we hiked in and out of the rain. We actually planned to fly fish that lake, but when we got there, it was actually still kind of frozen over. (laughs) So it was stunning and super fun hiking in the rain. We had a couple of river crossings and fun bridges to cross, and we finished that hike in the afternoon and then left and made our way to the Port Angeles KOA. We checked into camp and then went down to the Port Angeles Pier, and we walked around and we saw starfish and all kinds of fun stuff. Day five, we woke up early and drove up Hurricane Ridge. This is like one of the most popular places in the park, but in the spring, it was empty. It was closed the day before, so we were lucky it was open this day that we went up and we had it all to ourselves. 360 degree mountain views. It was amazing. We stood up there and just took in the views, took pictures. It was amazing. We went to the visitor center after taking it all in, and then we went fishing for the afternoon in Squim, Washington. I think I'm saying that right. Day six, we went back up Hurricane Ridge since the weather was sunny this day, and then we had a driving day to Mount Rainier. We did make some stops to fish and see the eastern side of Olympic National Park, but then we drove to our campsite at Elk Camp in Mineral, Washington. Day seven, we woke up early to drive into Mount Rainier National Park. There was rain forecasted, which is typical, so we knew if we wanted a chance to see Mount Rainier, we would have to do it in the morning. We did end up seeing the mountain, but it disappeared quickly behind clouds, and the park was pretty much empty since there was still a lot of snow, but we loved having it to ourselves, and we put on our spikes and went for a hike, and then stopped at Narada Falls and in Longmire also on our way back to camp. We also stopped at that little cafe called Copper Creek Inn and we ate burgers and pie and then continued to Mineral Lake to fish for the afternoon. And I must say, I did not know that seeing Mount Rainier was such a treat. Like I thought you would just drive up and see the mountain, but you're so high up that it disappears behind the clouds a lot. And I think I read a statistic that said out of all the visitors in Mount Rainier, something about only like 20 some percent of people actually get to see the top of the mountain. And so we actually got to see it two days in a row. And so I was feeling really lucky. If anyone knows that statistic, let me know if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that 20% or 20 something percent of people see the mountain. The rest of the time, it's kind of hidden behind the clouds. Day eight, we went back into Mount Rainier National Park and we quite literally spent the morning sitting around and eating breakfast in the parking lot waiting to see if Mount Rainier would come out of the clouds. And around noon, the mountain did come out and we were in awe and we decided to gear up for a hike since it was out and it was a sunny day and the entire mountain cleared from the clouds and we had the perfect spring show of Mount Rainier covered in snow, surrounded by perfectly clear blue skies. We saw people hiking to Camp Muir and skiing and it was so refreshing. We finished our hike and cooked hot dogs in the parking lot, typical Sydney Ethan vibes, and we seriously just spent hours admiring Mount Rainier and how lucky we were to see it when the forecast that day was all rain, and we went back to camp that night and prepped for our departure the next day. So, 
it was an awesome day to end our trip. And day nine was obviously our travel day home. So our full itinerary, we did pack a lot into one week, but that's typically how we travel. So if we go back, I would love to spend more time in each park, like a week in each and do more hiking and stuff like that in the summer. And so the long awaited question, how much did this trip cost? You guys know that we love traveling for cheap. And actually, this was one of our more expensive trips. And really, it wasn't that expensive if you think about all in kind of stuff. But our van was like $1,100. The campsites came out to around $300 for the week. The hotels for the first night was like $100. And then our total for everything was around like $765 per person, give or take with, you know, other food and fun expenses. So I would say around $800 a person for the week. And that's including the flights that we already had. So if you had to pay for a flight, it would be a little more. But all in all, it was a pretty low cost trip. If you think about if we didn't have the van and we just camped and we rented a car instead, that would probably cut that cost in half. And then flights, if you could find a cheap flight, there's tons of ways to cut costs on this trip. We just kind of went all in since we already had the flights. And our final roundup of must-sees and do's. We loved the hikes in the Ho Rainforest and Ruby Beach and wish we could have spent more time there. We also loved Hurricane Ridge. The views were amazing. I was obsessed with Mount Rainier and would love to do more hiking when it isn't covered in snow. Forks, Washington is definitely worth a stop along with Solduck Hot Springs if you're wanting a fun activity. But really, the entire Olympic Peninsula was full of wildlife, small hikes, big hikes, easy camping, even in the spring. We both agreed that the Olympic Peninsula is just so diverse and it's fun to see all of the ecosystems and wildlife within such a short distance of each other. We seriously went from seeing herds of elk in the forest to watching starfish on the coast in the same day. It was incredible to go from, you know, the coastal beaches to the rainforest to the mountains all within a short time. And we would recommend spending at least a week just in Olympic National Park. We don't feel like we can give must season dues for Mount Rainier since we didn't do much besides drool over the mountain. But we did love the small towns surrounding the park and the little cafes. It is hard for us to give our must season dues just because we definitely did not get to do as much as you would if you were traveling in the summer or fall. So we will for sure be back to do more hiking and camping in the summer sometime. So what were the highlights? Ethan's highlights were Ho Rainforest and seeing all of the different sea and wildlife. My highlights were seeing Mount Rainier and all of the moss everywhere. If you know me, you know I love moss. Like I'm pretty sure it came out of my mouth one time that I wish I could just roll up into a moss ball and I stand by that. We also both loved van life. Tent camping is fun, but especially in the rain, it was nice to have a warm and dry place to sleep. And it was fun to have all of our stuff in one place, like our car, our lodging, our luggage, and no tent to set up. So what are our top recommendations? One, go in the summer or enjoy the shoulder season with less to do. Prepare for lots of rain, but don't let it deter your plans. There's no such thing as bad weather if you are prepared with the right gear. Plan out hikes and backup plans, especially in the spring. Some trails may be covered in snow. And since the majority of Olympic National Park was covered in snow at the high elevations, the parts of the park that were open were extremely busy at certain times of day. 
research campsites and try to book in advance or be prepared to check out a couple other spots if they're first come first serve. We wanted to stay at Willoughby Campground instead of Kalaylock and Willoughby was completely full even in the non-peak season. So we are so thankful we found Kalaylock though and that was a local's recommendation. So I guess we recommend also talking to the locals and seeing what there is to do. But all in all, this was an awesome spring trip and we would definitely do it again, but we do want to go back in the summer. So if you end up traveling to the Olympic Peninsula or Mount Rainier, let me know if you do anything we recommended. But otherwise, this was the Wander With Me, Mount Rainier and Olympic National Park version. And I'm so excited to see you in the next episode. Are you ready to wander? Wander.